COVID-19 has ravaged this country and community for months now. Cases higher than ever and no signs of slowing down at this point. On this episode, we gain insight about the impact of COVID-19 in our New Berlin schools and community, how to prevent transmission of the virus, and how we may eventually recover from the pandemic. That's coming up on Just a Thought. Hello, I'm Sam, and welcome to a new episode. Today, we have a guest who will speak about COVID-19, Kelly Walmer, the Executive Director at Marquette University Medical Clinic. Kelly, can you please tell us about yourself? Okay, so let's jump into it with our first question. What are the best mitigation strategies to decrease transmission of COVID-19 in a school setting? The most important strategy is requiring masks for all. Hand hygiene is also very important. Students, teachers, and staff should wash their hands frequently with soap and water or use hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer should be available at entry points to the building and classroom as well as lunchrooms. Signs should be placed with reminders to wash hands frequently and not to touch your face. Social distancing is very important. There should be six feet of distance between all individuals at all times. We are told to avoid large gatherings. This means no more than 50% occupancy of spaces to allow six feet of social distancing distancing between. De-densification is the key. The best way to de-densify would be to have a hybrid model so that all students aren't in the classroom at the same time. This would also be with synchronous learning so all are still in the classroom together, virtual and in-person students. This also helps when students need to quarantine or isolate so they can still attend class from home. Creation of pods can be very helpful, especially in the younger grades. By establishing pods, same students and teachers are part of the same bubble, allows for lower number of potentially exposed individuals needing to quarantine should a child or teacher test positive. This would logistically be easier in the lower grades versus high school where students take many different classes. Another very important strategy is cleaning and disinfection of all surfaces regularly, wiping down high-touch surfaces more frequently. Health screening for COVID and temperature screening are additional strategies that can be implemented and help with screening out those that are ill, but does not negate the need for other strategies of social distancing, masking, and hand hygiene. Many students, staff, teachers, and other individuals can be asymptomatic yet be infectious. If students, teachers, administrators, or other staff are sick, they must stay home. Early identification and isolation of positive cases Quick contact tracing so close contacts can be quarantined efficiently are also very important strategies. Thank you. Now I would like to ask you, what are the current trends of cases in the school setting compared to general community spread? I had to do a little research about um, the city of New Berlin and the school cases that we have. I found that in the city of New Berlin, there are 2,540 confirmed cases and 642 of those are currently active. I did look at the New Berlin school-specific data on December 3rd and found at that time there were 14 students positive, 113 students in quarantine, six staff positive, and 17 staff in quarantine. Globally, we are seeing less transmission within the school setting than in the community. However, those that contract COVID-19 in the community can and have exposed others in the school setting. Next question. 
How has COVID-19 impacted students, teachers, and families? As stated earlier in the podcast, we talked about mitigation strategies, and these change, those mitigation strategies definitely have led to numerous changes in this setting. Um, longer classes, block schedules, changing of classroom configurations for social distancing, which creates less interaction in the classroom between teacher and students. There's less peer interaction. Teachers are needing to teach in two platforms with the synchronous learning for in-person and virtual. Also, we've seen an impact on school activities, including sports, clubs, and extracurricular activities and events, some of which have had to be canceled. Some were allowed with strict modifications for social distancing and masking. The loss of spectators at many events that were, that were allowed to still happen. Additionally, we have seen loss of days in school. Last spring, when the Safer at Home order was in place, everyone had to go home and everyone was switched to online learning. Now that school is back in session, we still have loss of school days due to illness for those that get sick and have to isolate, and also due to exposures or quarantine. Some students have had a loss of academic progress because of these. Some families are impacted by the needs to quarantine or isolate, um, trying to balance virtual school and working from home for some students and parents. Some families have lost jobs and have had significant financial stress on top of everything else. Stress, worry, fear, anxiety, depression, and feelings of isolation are common and difficult to deal with. And some, unfortunately, have lost loved ones to the virus. Next, I would like to ask you, why do you think we are having trouble controlling this pandemic? Unfortunately, from the beginning, I think um, it was due to a lot of mis-messaging and even some conspiracy theories. Many people do not believe in the seriousness of the pandemic. Unfortunately, much about the pandemic became political early on and therefore divisive, and this still persists today. Many people are not following public health guidance, including wearing masks, avoiding gatherings, and staying home. Human behavior spreads this virus. Until most people are willing to follow the public health guidelines and think of others before self, we will not get control of the pandemic. We are now having a surge of infections. It is not advisable to travel, yet millions traveled over the Thanksgiving holiday. The impact of the travel will be seen in the coming days. Another surge is expected after Christmas and New Year holidays as many will choose to travel again against public health advice. As cases surge, there's a continuous strain on healthcare workers and hospitals. Healthcare workers are overworked and tired. Many are also getting sick. We are seeing healthcare worker shortages, particularly nurses. As hospitals near capacity with COVID patients, it impacts their ability to treat other serious illnesses that also may require critical care beds. My final question for you is, will the vaccine be a game changer in the pandemic? That's a very good question, Sam. The development of vaccines is very exciting. We have several currently in development phase and two that have just applied for their emergency use authorization. We likely will see a approved vaccine very soon. Unfortunately, clinical trials for use in children are just starting, so it will be a bit longer until there is vaccine for kids. Production and distribution of enough vaccine for all citizens will be challenging and take some time. Healthcare workers and those that live in nursing homes will be given first priority. 
it will likely be late spring or early summer before the vaccine is available to the general population. Once the vaccine is widely distributed and available to all, it will be a game changer if enough people get the vaccine. Life will then be able to return to some normalcy. Unfortunately, we will be wearing masks and social distancing for quite some time yet. I too look forward to the day when we have vaccine widely distributed. Thank you. Okay, that was this episode of Just a Thought. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.